We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? Happy Thursday to everyone out there. It's a beautiful day. I love life. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, the great American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. You gotta drink responsibly. Hey, left. Got a special because we just don't have the rye version. We also have that lucky lefty version of a Nora whiskey going right now. Your own little blend, left, huh? Own little blend. So it, it, it defines my personality. Just smooth, you know. Just smooth and 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 and, and got the flavors, you know. It's, it's something like that. Yo, it's a great stocking stuffer. I got a message from our big bro, Carl Reed, who will be joining us Monday. Coach Carl Reed, 247, will be joining yeah. us Monday. He told me to send you a message. He said he's still waiting on his bottle left. Yeah, I get that's a different bottle, but yeah, I'm definitely getting I said we did promise you a bottle. You did promise you got to make it happen. I got to talk to my guys at the factory. They're slow this holiday. You know, the elves ain't working. They must be working for Santa at this point. I got to recruit them back. Recruit them back. You got to give them a little stipend, a little extra bonus or something? Yes, I got to get them an extra holiday bonus or something for these boys. So, as always, go to CFB Nation. Get all the great content. State of Recruiting, what I got, John Garcia Jr., Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave comments. Give us five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. By all means, go ahead and download that. Set it up for automatic download. We cover college football like no one else. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You see the title right there. Respect Marcus Freeman. We're going to talk about it today. Y'all going to put some respect on this dude's name. That's what we're about to do today. Like, we had a totally different direction. But That's after right. some things that happened over the, overnight, we're going to talk about some things today. Left, some people had some comments left for you, social media, and after yesterday's show, with your assessment of Grayson McCall once again, the push for Grayson McCall to go from FCS to Notre Dame continues amongst the Notre Dame fan base. And people pushing back, feeling like that Notre Dame has put Tyler Buckner in a great position to succeed. Would you like to respond to that, Love? That we that we put who in, in a great position to succeed? Tyler Buckner and other quarterbacks at Notre Dame. If you have the ability and talent to do everything that the offense requires you to do, then, yeah, they put you in great position. But, unfortunately, they don't recruit at the same level to what they're asking for offensively. And that's the unfortunate part. Well, simple as that. Lucky Lucky Podcast, once again, we always respond to the comments that are left after the show in the chat. We spin it different. Left, I think there's something wrong with your picture, bro. Can you hear me though? I mean, I can oh, hear you. Okay, there we go. There you go. It back. just went out or something. Yeah. Know. So I think we have to build this show line upon line because there's a lot. We're going to get to the NCAA announcing this new president today which directly impacts or will directly impact NIL. Believe it. The choice that they made is a direct response to NIL legislation. The NCAA is coming. Oh, they're coming. Recruits, schools, the NCAA is coming. Better get your ducks in a row. That's all I have to say about that. Big news overnight left. Let me run the story to you like this. 
Um, sleep, love. Sleep. I go, have a, I go have a great dinner with my parents. Great dinner. Great conversation. I come home. Catch the itis. It was raining outside. You know how good that sleep is when it's a nice rain hitting up against the window. Just perfect. Yeah. I fall asleep. My wife wakes me up and she says, I'm getting ready to go to work. I said, okay. I look at my clock. It's like a quarter to 10. I said, let me check my phone. I check my phone and my Twitter feed is crazy. I got notifications, inboxes, crazy, just crazy. My man, the messages I got from Notre Dame fans had me believing something crazy had happened. They were like, we can't wait to hear what you got to say about this Peyton Bowen stuff. And I'm like, what stuff? And what are you talking about? Like four or five people. Then people are hitting me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear what you got to say about Peyton Bowen. So, dude, I, you know, I search Twitter, type in Peyton Bowen, and I see the rumor that's out there. So my response on Twitter was two million, huh? With the Chris Tucker Friday GIF. Like get away. Long story short, I didn't even buy into it because we just did a show yesterday where we talked about NIL being what? Overvalued. Yeah, I mean, I mean for the top percent players, it matters, but that's the cream of the crop. Right. So I'm chewing the story away, like $2 million, huh? Like, we just talked about this the day before. Like, what are we really talking about? I go back to, I go back to sleep. I wake up this morning, bombshell, right? <laughs> to a bombshell. Bombshell. Like, more notifications under my tweet. Taken out of context. And I'm like, yo, this is funny. So I finally go to what people have been reacting to, which was two store or two reports by our own Brian Driscoll and Tom Lloyd. They both report on the same thing. Right? They both report on the same thing. Well, I guess Peyton Bowen saw the backlash and about one in the morning, I guess he decided to tweet that there was misinformation being put out there. Should have been like, it's three million, not two million. It's three million, they said. <laughs> Left, I, I don't I don't care. I don't care. You know where I stand on this. I don't care about the bag. Just get the bag the right way. Be who you are and stand on it. If you're about the bag, stand on that. Stand on it. Period. Stand on it. I don't think it became that serious, though, until the end about the bag. Which goes back to what I said, right? If you know the bag is important, 
Don't commit. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. You have you have up until what what is the second signing day sometime in February? So would you tell teams to stop recruiting you once you commit? Let's say Peyton, like he committed early. Would you, if you was Marcus Freeman, tell him that other school you had to tell other school to stop recruiting you? Because that's kind of how this happened, right? But see, this is twofold. I'm not this person that says abolish the verbal commit because honestly, the verbal commit keeps us in business, left. That's part, that's part of what allows us to talk every day. The building of classes. Kids verbally committing early. We get to talk about that. We get to break down their film. We get to talk about their impact on the team and the roster. It's great business for us. I don't have a problem with the verbal commit early. But at some point, and this is not to say that anyone can't change their mind, right? Coaches change their mind all the time, right? Coaches tell you, I'm not talking to any teams. I'm not doing any interviews. I'm, I don't plan on going anywhere. And then a week later, they're doing a press conference at another school. So you can always have a change of heart based upon things that have happened. If a coach leaves, fine. You lose your coordinator, your position coach, fine. Like, that's life. But at some point, your word has to mean something in this process. It has to. Or else, what are we doing? Do you think, wait a minute, let's be honest. Do you think in the 23 class, you think he's the only commit getting offers? Keep it a buck. Do you, do you think he's the only one committed to Notre Dame that other schools are coming to saying, yo, we he might be the only one getting that type of money, though. I, first of all, I don't think the money is. It's you the know, difference. No, you will do. Because I believe him. I believe you're right. I think there are other, there are other 23 commits like Drake Bowen probably still getting recruited by people. But I don't think anybody's offering two, three million like they're offering this kid either. I don't think he's been offered that much, bro. I call cap. Okay. Because he's okay. not at that. We we marked out the positions yesterday. If he was a quarterback. Quarterback, edge rusher. He's a safety. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. And maybe to some school, he might be worth that. I'm not buying it. But the numbers don't matter to me. I don't care. If it was a hundred thousand more than what he was getting somewhere else, that's still attractive. If it was two hundred thousand more, that he might be getting that a Notre Dame or Oklahoma, it's still more. Teams are going to try and come and blow it out of the park. I just don't think the report might not. If it wasn't two, it might have been 1.2. It doesn't do. Either way, they're trying to use the money to entice him and entice his decision. That's the point. That's the point. What would you do if you was 18? 
We'll see. They put the two million on the table. Boom. Uh. And you and you, you know, you you committed, but it's a verbal. Right. You try to do the right thing. You do the whole God called you to this place. You know how they throw God into the equation. So you sitting at the table, the coach comes out, boom, right. two million. Sean, right. I need you to flip your decision. You 18. We got you the shoes. Right. You put the money on there. Right. Come to Oregon. We're talking about me. So you want me to like put my life. You're talking about me, my life, my parents. Yes. Two million on the table. They done sent you a couple pairs of shoes. Right. You know, you can make it Notre Dame, but they still said we're going to give you the shoes, though. And then you okay, come so I'm, gonna you, I'm, I'm definitely about to tell you. I'm, I'm about to tell you how it's going to go down. I would be one of those recruits where I would be, I would be one of the recruits that would be recruiting others. Okay. I would be that dude. I would be a Drake Bowen type. I already know it. Okay. <laughs> so that would have a profound impact on my decision. Number two, I would definitely look at the money like, dang, that's $2 million. <laughs> that's keeping a buck. Like that's $2 million. I would definitely look at that. Now. 18. My parents, my parents, my father would be like, look, that's $2 million. But <laughs> right out, my father would be like, yo, that is $2 million. But you got to be willing to look Marcus Freeman in the face and tell him what an honest, tell him why you're leading his class. Now, my father, he would, he would be oh, like, yo. If you want to rock the money, but don't lie to this man and tell this man you leaving because you feel like oh, that school is a better fit. Tell him the truth. Right. Tell him the truth. That's my, That would be my father's take. My mother, she would be super deep, super spiritual. She'd be like, no, that's not right. You gave Notre Dame your word. I already know what my mother would be. So that would, that would pretty much be the dynamics. My my little brother would be all about the shoes. He'd be like, oh God, we go there, we can get all the Jordans we want. I already know. I already know what my little brother would say. I already know. I already know. So for me, that would that would be my that would be my dynamic. If it were me. Okay. Yeah. Right. And to be honest, it would be tough me being that Drake Bowen type. It would be really tough. For me, to number one, have to bounce on the class after being one of the leaders of the class. And then number two, it would be tough for me to look Marcus Freeman in the face and tell him I'm leaving you for because of money. That would be tough for me. Now, I can't speak for any other kid. But for me and the advice that I know that I would get, ultimately at the end, it would be tough for me to make that decision, right? Because my decision would not have been about that in the first place. Right. It right. wouldn't. But when you have parents out here that are conveying that that is a part of the process on social media in prior months, 
then you can't pull it back and act like, no, I'm all about fit. You can't do that. Because the conversation is obviously taking place. And that's fine. And if it's taking place, stand on it. Just stand on it. But you're going to respect Marcus Freeman. That's what you're going to do. Because this dude has been nothing but transparent to the fan base, to his players, and to the recruits. That's all he's done. He's had tough conversations with kids about where they fit in recruiting. Like, we need to part ways. He's had tough conversations with Dante Moore, had tough conversations with Keon Keeley. Keon Keeley kept it a buck. I'll give that kid and his family credit. They kept it a buck. You can be mad. They kept it a buck. Like, hey, this, this is the direction we're going. And they did it months ago. They did it months ago. It, that'd be tough, man. You know, I have no problem. Look, I have starting no college with $2 million in your bank account. Just stand Ooh. on. That's all I'm saying. And that's wait crazy. a minute. This is the tricky part, bro. <laughs> that'd be crazy. This is the tricky part. That is crazy. Or a million dollars as a backup, like Bryce yeah, Young, facts. before you even play. Facts. That's even crazier, but that's man. his friend. His friend for chilling, right? Works for ESPN College Basketball. This is college basketball, bro. His tweet. He just tweeted this out like early this morning. I am hearing that some talented college teams are starting to crack because of NIL payments not being made on time. NIL promises not kept or jealousy amongst teammates. Not a value judgment on NIL. It's just human nature. It's the new norm. And it's going to keep happening. Well, I mean, that's no different than professional leagues. You know, Jordan Addison Jordan Addison had the same issue with USC. The same issue. But he also went oh. to a good team that had a good fit for him, too. Look, man, we have to have some – Everything that glitters is not gold. I don't care what these teams are telling you, bro. Ultimately, your value is determined by what you do on the field. They can promise you the world. But co companies are not just forking over money without seeing something that they can benefit from as well. That's not the way the world happens. Well, I've seen how we've done Dante, and he's a top recruit, so... I'm surprised the Peyton Bowen thing is dragged out as long as it has. But, you know, um, we've seen what happened when, you know, guys are balancing our commitment with other schools. It just usually doesn't work out in the end. Dude, all I'm saying is you had two publications connected to Notre Dame report that, yo, there's something going on here. There's some fire and smoke over here. There's some fire and smoke. I know the guy at Irish Breakdown that I talk to consistently. If he says he has sources, believe him. Believe him. Now you can debate, you can debate amounts and all that stuff all you want to. Believe him. Because the large majority of the time, his intel is on point. 
Period. What he drops on the message board is on point. And when him and somebody else drop this, it doesn't matter how the story was written. When they pretty much drop the same thing on the same day, you can try to dress it up and put lipstick on it how you want to. This is it left. This has been my issue, bro. There is nothing wrong with the bag. There's, There's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with the bag. But stand on it. Well, it hasn't been anybody normalized it yet, like a Deion Sanders type that that puts it out there, match with the talent. All these top uh, talent players are all fake humble. You know, they still playing the man got it from the mud. I couldn't do it without everybody in my life, you know. But they secretly really want the bag, and it just Ooh, takes. Bro. Who doesn't, want, who doesn't want the bag? They all do the fake humble thing now. It's like the cool thing. Oh, you know, I'll play for free for my whole life. I just want to get to the NFL and reach my dreams. But they, yes. they see that $2 million sitting on the table. It's a hard decision for any young kid, you know, just because you're just like, man, I can imagine. $2 million as a freshman, <laughs> Man, my teammates couldn't tell me nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm glad you're honest enough to say that. Left. If you walked into Notre Dame with two million, bro, who'd you have? Denbrock? Was it Denbrock that was there? Denbrock would have had a problem. Denbrock would have had a problem, bro. But I would be expecting to start because I mean, come on, you're not paying like two million. Facts. So it would have been a good relationship because I would have I would have played right away. We had to worry about uh, the politics. So that's it, man. I'm all for kids getting as much money as they can, man. Matter of fact, I felt like people were more honest when they did it illegally. <laughs> they stood in it better. Now there's NIL. They want to place both sides of the fence. Oh, it's really not that important. But I want the bag. But I want the two million. Right. Like, dude, back in the day, you knew you wanted the bag. You just figured a way how to get it. They just had to figure a way to get it to you. Period. And that's the disappointing thing about the whole situation. And I had people saying that I reported something. Like, I didn't report a thing. I didn't report a thing. My initial, my initial tweet was in response to the fact that I didn't even think the story was real. I'm like, $2 million? Come on, man. Ain't nobody offering nobody $2 million. Really? But hey, <laughs> it's what it is, left. That's what we are. Ultimately, we have to have respect for Marcus Freeman. That's right. You have to have him. Right. You know, because he's fighting, you know, and that's something that we haven't had of the feeling of in our program for a while. Somebody that's going to fight with the Titans of the, of the college football. So it's important that we commend that because it's a it's a new feeling. You know, it's it's like when you get a new crush, you, you, you it's a new feel. It's not the same. 
you know, they do different stuff. So it's important that we acknowledge that this is what a good program is on trend for. You know, we're going to be in the talks of the, of the top recruits at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. that's what Marcus Freeman is looking to put his hat in. And we're going to win some, we're going to lose some. But so far, we've, we've made an imprint on all those guys that have committed somewhere that were a top guy. Dylan Edwards, Keon, and Peyton Bowen even, they all are Notre Dame guys first. It's just a matter of closing the deal next, which is something we haven't been in position for in a long time. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was a salvo, you know, sent across the bow of college football, college football programs this morning uh, when the NCAA announced uh, Nicole Arbaugh, who had an opportunity to work with uh, previously, wrote a great story about the new president of the NCAA that will be taking over next year. And he has a political background. That's very important. He is now the governor of Massachusetts. He will release that position coming up in January 23 and take the position of president of the NCAA and on March 1st, 2023, he's 66 years old, political background, former student athlete. He's raised married. His wife was a gymnast at Northwestern and he's raised two student athletes of his own in his family. So he has connection to the NCAA, but he is not someone that usually comes through the pipeline of being a president at an institution or in other, some other capacity within the NCAA. The reason they went out and got him, because the NCAA, while we all thought they were just being quiet and allowing things just to happen, they were sitting back game planning. And they were trying to figure out the best way to come at NIL. And in order to do that, they figured they had to do it politically. And they had to get someone that knew how to solve complex situations in a bipartisan way. And this is where they landed with Governor, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, as the next president to succeed Mark Emery. Now, understand, he is a Republican governor in a primarily democratic state. So that's saying something. And being able to get things done, the NCAA would like for him to deal with this NIL crisis in a way where they don't come across as the enemy, but yet still you don't have full leverage on the side of these young men and these teenagers and the schools themselves. There has to be a meeting ground and that's going to be his first task as the new president of the NCAA to find a meeting ground between the players, the schools, and the NCAA. You're shaking your head, left. I'm just reporting. I'm telling you, man, Nicole Arbach did a great job of, of in her story of breaking down why they went outside the common choices of president of a school or someone within the NCAA the Board of Governors for the NCAA, and went to the political side knowing what the biggest issue that they're going to be facing moving forward, especially with expansion with the college football playoff. They knew that something had to be done. Well, it's going to be interesting. So uh, usually when takeovers like this happens, it usually gets the 
Not everybody's going to be happy with the change, but some organization can help the situation for sure. Yeah. Love seeing that. Um, you know, it hadn't been too crazy other than the transfer portal. And I think the handle on that over the NIL will be better only because I think a lot of kids are losing out on just being at a school and mm. losing the scholarship in general or sitting out a couple of years because it's so packed in with so many kids. So I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see them handle that. NIL stuff is about money, so that's always going to be one size winning and one size losing. I'm interested in how they're going to attack this politically, right? Because I, I think they have no desire to try and overturn the legislation. I think they they recognize that's a losing cause right now in 2022. Like, you're not overturning that. It's just not happening. But within that, they don't ever want to get to the point to where the Pandora's box of their TV deals really come into play. I think that's really what they want to protect now. Like, okay, we will set some guidelines to whereas these are the limits. And I think they're going to deal with it from a recruiting standpoint first. Because, look, if you, if you were Iowa and you had a recruit decommit from you, five-star, to go to another school, and you felt like it was via enticement, wouldn't you report it? As a coaching staff, I mean, but that's recruitment, though. You're enticing players with, with, with all type of stuff. It just agrees. It's hard to be like, well, they did it better than me, so they can't do that. You know, I just think if if that's what the player wants, you yeah. know, not every player wants those type of things that we've we've seen from some of the Notre Dame commits. Yeah. The NIL is important, but they rather get in get into the Notre Dame club first and then see what falls out of that tree. So I think uh it's just like it's hard to you know, it's hard to tell a person they can't do what they want to do really. Facts. Facts. It's hard it's hard to do that. Now, what about you in that position? If you are advising Little lefty in tw- in sixteen years. If you are advising little lefty, and he has made a decision, and it's a week away from national signing day, and here comes whatever institution saying, "Yo, oh, like a couple million on the table." I'm dude. I didn't even want to mention the amount, man, because I, I think the amount is, is somewhat In, you, know, you think it's insignificant. significant. Say it again. I think the amount is significant. It was like ten million dollars. For sure. We're gonna have to make a pivot. Oh, so now you're now you're giving yourself <laughs> I see you just man. You're looking down at 16 years saying the money's going to be much bigger. Yeah, the market, the market's going to be market higher. Grows. I, I see you what know. you're doing. I see they, what you're they doing. Do a last-minute pitch because that's no different than the NFL. 
all those guys are trying to get the best deal on a second contract or if they switching teams. So I don't know how it changes when you're 17, 18. Well, first of all, if you are trying to get a second contract, that means you have produced for said team that you are negotiating with. True. Right. Now, if we're talking about a freshman that comes in and lights it up and he wants to go to the staff, like, hey, this NIL collective needs to be uh, – we need to do some things. They What they should do is take some of that TV money Put it I in the pool to where the the top power fives can use it as like a cap type of money. Mm-hmm. And then you use the allotted money per year. If it's like $3 million a year for the SEC or the Big Ten because of the TV deals, then you can accordingly recruit your NIL to that yeah. $3 million. And just like the NBA, you get luxury tax, you know, if you – doing this and that because if they made it about money rules i feel like it'll work itself out a lot easier than the ethics and the subjective uh, feelings on what players should and shouldn't be allowed to receive and this that and the third if they just made it like money rules like here's your uh, salary cap this the luxury tax and this is you know i think it'll be a lot more digestible for nil conversation yeah. But I think that's why they're going the route they're going with the new president, with Charlie Baker and his political background. That's that's why they chose him, to be able to sit down with both sides and say, look, number one, with this expansion, this TV money is about to become bananas with the expansion of the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. We need to protect that, even if we have to give up something in order to protect the majority of it, we're okay with that. But we need someone that can go in there and represent us that's an outsider that won't be looked upon as uh, the dark side, if you will, of college football and make us look like the bad guys. You know, he can be, of course, he's working for the NCAA, but he has a background of being bipartisan. And that's what they want the negotiations to seem like. They're being bipartisan. We know better, but image is everything. That's right. So there's a lot of comments in the chat. That is on fire each and every day. That's why we love you guys. You keep it real. You keep it a buck. And once again, look, I'm not, look, what we're not about to do is be foolish enough to think that a report is going to sway a kid away from Notre Dame. Be better than that. Stop. Stop. Be better than that. What were you saying? No, I said you didn't finish talking about what you would tell Lil Left. Oh, I would be like, listen, it depends on the school. The school that we committed to would probably be the right fit. Most likely, all the details will be hashed out. I'll be like, that's just fanfare. Don't pay attention to it. Unless it was like a Bryce Young situation. Bryce Young was committed to USC, saw mm-hmm. the foolishness. Nick Saban called him and said, come come over here. We're the best team in the country. 
and nobody complained about the move. Right. He went to Bama, started, best player on the best team, and they, they did their thing. So if it was a situation like that, then I wouldn't mind. But if I was Kitty Minchie's situation, you know, we was at Pitt, and then right before signing day, Notre Dame called, we going to Notre Dame. <laughs> Well, Kenny Minchie, hold up. But see, Kenny Minchie initiated. Oh, yeah, he called, he called Notre Dame. He initiated. So that's yeah. totally different. Yeah. That's him having a change of heart. Like, you know what? Yo, what's up? What's up? Exactly. And look, that's fine. Look, we already told you. I think both of us have been adamant in saying, look, we're taking all five visits. If we were a recruit or if our sons were or daughters were recruits, we're taking all five visits. We've done shows where we said these are the five schools that I would official visit to right now if I was in college football. Experience the process. You've earned it. Yeah. As a high school athlete, you've put yourself in this position. To experience the process. All I'm saying is respect this dude right here. Yeah. Because he doesn't move like that. He doesn't move like that. That's like He's keeping us fresh in the game. We not following the trends. That's know? like that's like being in an open relationship and still lying. Yeah. The way the, the way it feels like he's being treated. As a head coach, as honest and transparent as he is, and as accessible as he is, there's no need to lie to him. I think the Dylan Edwards thing happened, I think it honestly happened after Coach Freeman and them left. Because didn't the Prime thing take place after that weekend or something? Nah, like that? But look, Coach Prime knew for weeks he was going to Colorado, and Coach Prime had people at Colorado already putting in calls to recruits. So it's right on the edge in the fringe of a gray area. I don't know. I don't know. It could have been above board. It could have been a little gray. But honestly, I think Dylan Edwards was I don't know what the conversations were. All I'm saying is when you have someone that's being transparent and pretty much telling, let Cass know, dude, just tell us. Just be honest. But don't play this back and forth game like we're good. We're good. Oh, no, we're good. We're good. And then all of a sudden, like, don't, no. He's, let, he's telling you. He's letting he do. He has given you the freedom to keep it a buck. Coach, man, I'm really interested in uh seeing what's out here. Okay. That, cool. That's the way you're feeling. We still want you in the class. We love it. You know what I mean? I can't be baby face and give you the sun, the earth, the moons, and the stars, and the uh, mountains. I can't give you all that. I can't, <laughs> I can't give you all of that. Unfortunately, I can't do that. But we want you. And the way things are moving right now, 
I think him and other coaches that are moving in a similar way, they need some respect put on their names. That's right. They need some respect put on their names, man. You don't have to string people along. No, keep it a buck. Even if you changed your mind, even if you started out with the best intentions and the money got so good, let people know. Like, you know what? It's kind of, this is kind of important now. Okay. Be be honest about it. Let us know. Let us know. Left 10 million, that's saying something. In 16 years, hey. I might have to text you like left. Damn. That's, 10 million. <laughs> that's, that's that's 10 million. That's 10 million left. Jeez. You can open up a whole other distillery and distribute your own whiskey, bro. It's a lot you can do in 10 million now. But you know, I think that's just what what it comes down to with what entices certain kids and, and, and why it's important. Uh, as some of this stuff is an expectation too. So, you know, I think the expectation would be different for Peyton taking a deal, let's say, allegedly, their Oregon and OU was both for $2 million. He goes to a school like that. His expectation is, is, is ready, ready to go. Plug and play. You the you supposed to be first team All American, you know, win the top awards. I think yeah. coming to Notre Dame, you can grow with a class that is all talented. The expectation is about championships and development, uh, being in a competitive environment, get all the resources from Notre Dame. Is that and the third? I just think it's a different expectation, one that's more player friendly mm-hmm. uh, when you're not committing. Uh, to the money specifically because you know with money comes expectations because people paying for something so they want a return of investment on that two million like a nico Ima valida he should damn near start in the game uh for tennessee this for the bowl game just because if you are getting paid eight million that needs to be every snap needs to count there's no free snap that you get in that tennessee that's not uh trying to be able to return on investment like a Hendon Hooker was. So I think um, that's just a whole different type of pressure for a kid that doesn't know what he doesn't know. I think he's still a great player, but I think at Notre Dame he could develop the right way with a different type of pressure, but it's more focused on his development and, you know, possibly being up for championships every year. Because OU and Oregon ain't going to be up for championships. See, Matt, our guy, he taps in. He says, Sean, oh, man, the new NCAA guy, Charlie Baker, was on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan, and he said, number one order of business, he has a, has a plan to control NIL. Well, he said on national TV. I'm, he's, look, this changes the game, right? Because if I'm the 23 class and I know change is coming, go, go grab, Right? Go grab because this is the best market for it. Because the market is about the market is about to considerably change, in my opinion. Twenty-four class might be the last class where you can really take advantage. 
of NIL as far as a recruit. Yeah. In this manner. So if you're a 22, 23, 24 kid, and that's important to you, by all means, like, man, it's your last chance. Take advantage of it because change is coming. That's right. Change is definitely coming. Thank you, C Mac, for chiming in with that. Um, so always Spotify, Apple Podcasts, great content each and every day. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's a lucky lefty podcast. You already know we spin it different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. People were kind of disturbed, I guess, with your explanation of the quarterbacks at Notre Dame on yesterday's show and how much the quarterbacks have been asked to do. Do you think too much has been asked or is it not recruiting to what has been asked specifically that has been the biggest issue in your opinion? Yeah, just just observing how much the quarterback is in control of and the type of styles that he's uh, working through week to week, it definitely evolves and it becomes – something that for a college quarterback is it's more of a challenge if you're not supremely talented you know at a at the right time and i think you could be too early in the process and not be ready you could you know not be talented enough and be in the window and not be able to get everything done and i think it it, it really takes a a special player to be able to do it i mean every quarterback we've had uh, you know, and it's really it's it challenged them in some way with that. Yeah. Even if you think about Ian Book, and it came down to the, the top games that we needed to win, it was through the quarterback. If he didn't make a play in that Clemson game at home, we wouldn't have won. Yeah. And, and that was after he fumbled, which could have lost the game. You know, and so uh, going into playing against Clemson when they had the four All American. D lineman. It came to a point in the game where it's like the only person we got that's gonna come from is Ian Book. And that's a challenge. So I think uh we the style of what we run is just so based on the quarterback that he's gotta be something of like a superhero, which is can be done. You've seen Caleb Williams be the entire USC team, 
and it's and Bryce Young be the entire Alabama offense, you know. So it's definitely the guys are able to step up to it. Ohio State without CJ Stroud is not a good team this year. No. It's not a good team at all this year, if you really think about it. That's the impact that their quarterback has on that team. And I think with a, a type of quarterback of that magnitude, one that's sitting in New York, I think we would be able to flourish a lot better as the offense that's so varied in his style. So I do think a guy like Grayson McCall wouldn't survive in an offense that we have because we ask, we ask him for you to do a lot. A lot more than you just being in the pistol, turning around, faking it, throw RPOs. We ask you to read stuff. We ask you to run stuff, check plays, call protections, you know, flip runs, you know, all type of stuff. So I think it's important that you are developed under a system like that, but you need a bigger staff. You just, it's a quarterback coach, OC at one, and he's running the whole ship. I think he needs some more help to be able to get it done the right way. And moving forward, I think you were very honest talking about what you would like to see from not only Tyler, but Steve Angelic, who Marcus Freeman and Tom Marie said has been getting run with the first team in these practices preparing for the Gator Bowl. What you want to see from both of these guys, is it pretty much in the same ballpark? Or because they might be different quarterbacks, are you looking for different things? Because would you put from an experience standpoint, you would think that certain mistakes you would expect from Steve Angeli if he got into the game that you might not expect from Tyler? Yeah, I think the expectation, in my opinion, would be both because I think that if Marcus Freeman's protracting his you know, time at Notre Dame, he can't keep both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is why out of all the quarterbacks in the last five or six years, Tyler Buckner and Steve Angeli are the closest in styles and then and then that you can run the same stuff with. So I think Tommy will have a way easier time calling this as compared to a, a Tyler Buckner and Jack Cohn who are diametrically opposite. Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner diametrically opposite. I think uh, Steve Angeli and Tyler Buckner together are both uh, part of the same type of what you can run. Yeah. So I would see it as an audition tape for both. I mean, this is Steve has probably a bigger hill to climb, but Tyler has a bigger expectation that still is yet to be proven. So I think it's a good challenge for both of them to take the spot or at least audition to be number two going to next year. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We're talking about Tyler Buckner, Steve Angeli, what to expect in the Gator Bowl. Is it a bigger expectation of them, or is it really a bigger expectation of Tommy for you in this Gator Bowl? Well, Tommy's going to call them plays. So I think uh, his adjustment to who he has is important. I think that's about 30%. But then it's going to be good enough for one of those guys, provided they play on a high level, to be able to execute and get it done. So I think that's the other 70 that is going to – I just want to see uh, a nice competition of who uh, can really step up to the plate in this case. Because it's about winning the game. You know, they need a leader to win the football game for this team when you don't have your best player on either side of the ball. Neither do they. They lost a tight end and a running back that were pretty impactful. 
But I think for us, it's just important to see uh, where we can go with this. Give me the three things you don't want to see offensively when it pertains to Tyler Buckner. The three things you don't want to see. It can be a system, formation, game plan, whatever. Like, what's the three things you're like, man, if I see these three things with Tyler Buckner in the game, I might lose it. If he's doing run, run, pass every time, that's predictable three and outs, I'd probably pull my hair out. If he's if they're not allowing him to play loose, I think he's got to be able to take some shots down the field early and then be able to grind out and run the football second half. So uh, for him, I think it's about getting him going early. If we can get him on some rollout throws, some easy uh, completions, a couple deep shots, uh, working the receivers that we, are, we have high expectations for, like his guy Lorenzo, connecting with him, I think that'll be really good to see. I don't want to see him carrying the ball the first 10 plays of the game. I don't want to see him carry it more than three times just because I will know that they're game plan for him to run once again, which right. I, I believe is a good skill that he has, but it's not his best strength. And he's not a running back. So to design or script plays for him to run in the first 10 plays, it just shows that you're not – considering his health or his skill set and you're just being a lazy play caller. I think I'm more interested if what you said is true and your expectation of South Carolina defensively and what they're going to do, which is load the box and bring pressure to kind of supplement the, their struggles defensively stopping the run early in the game. You have to take 50 50 shots. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even a. It's like a one-two. Let it go deep, or we throw it, checking it down to the running back. Like that's, that's, that's it. it. Throw a couple slants versus press man. Couple goals versus press man. Couple down the middle of the field. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I really think that uh, which is one of Tyler's strengths. You look at his high school film. He's just throwing it deeper, running around. So give him a chance with some guys that we know can run down the field. Still got Brayden Lindsey, still got Styles, still got Tobias Merriweather. You got Jaden Thomas and Deion Cosley still in the mix. You got your running backs out of the backfield. So you got a lot of weapons to where a Notre Dame fan base can be like, wow, we really didn't need Michael Mayer as much as I thought because we have so many other pieces. And I think this is an opportunity for Tyler to show that with throwing it down the field and making plays, you know, in between uh, off-schedule things. Yeah. It's interesting. I think ultimately we see a lot of things within this program. Jaden Thomas, the way he came on in bowl practices last year, I think Aldrich Estimate and the way he came on at the end of the season propelled him and Logan Diggs into the success that they had this season. I think this is meaningful, right? People try to say bowl games don't mean a lot. They really are the foundation for the following season. I think it was the same thing for you when you faced off against LSU, right? That was a confidence builder going into the offseason. 
and going into the 2015 season. Like what we saw in that Texas game really started, I would go even further. It started the second half of that USC game, in my opinion. Yeah. I think so too. And I think, um, man, I think what's going to be interesting to see too is just how we we get through this bowl prep season. Yeah. Transition into the spring with the earlier rollies and how recruitment is up to that point. I think this all season might be the biggest for Marcus Freeman because now he's been able to clear the decks of everything and this is his program now. And the way he runs it from here, I think provides the provides the stability in my mind that if he can keep what he's got and what he's talked about in his vision, then we can really have some good years down the road. And I think that's going to be the best thing for Notre Dame. I'm glad they took the approach they took with NIL. They jump in feet first, head first, however you They didn't dive straight in. They sat back. They probably knew what the Board of Governors were looking to do, and they knew how it was going to play out. And why have dead money out there that you promised when you know change is coming down the line to control these things? And this is great for Notre Dame. This is what I want to get across. This new president saying the number one thing he wants to do is get NIL under control. Fantastic for Notre Dame from a recruiting standpoint moving forward. Fantastic. Because we didn't have to change who we was, that's for sure. Absolutely. Like, give us guidelines, even if they do it from a pool standpoint, like you pointed out, left. Okay. Now we divvy, we divvy up how we want to give out what we have. It's an equal playing field. It's not like somebody has more money. We all have the same amount. And then if we want to do extra, maybe it's taxed. Maybe it's a luxury tax or something like that. I don't know. But eventually, news like this means really good things as we head towards CFP uh, expansion and recruiting in 24 and 25 with Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA, coming into office in early 2023. So put some respect on Marcus Freeman's name. The foundation he's built the 23 class that he has in tow, regardless of what happens in the next six days and the way he's handled things, he deserves nothing but respect from the fan base. Good things are ahead of you, Irish fans. You can believe that. Anything else before we get to the best time of the day? No, I think that's it, man. I think we covered it today, especially on putting that respect on Marcus Freeman, a date man, Daytonian himself. You have to go there. Just had to go there. Because he definitely, definitely deserves it. <laughs> you already know what time it is, bro. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. 
No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction. Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Hey, man, I'm putting Aiden O'Connell on the petty train. The Purdue quarterback? Yeah. This dude said he was foregoing the bowl game to enter the NFL draft. <laughs> what? Wait a minute, fam. Wait, did I miss something? Did Aiden yeah. O'Connell become a top, to the top? Is he a top five guy now or what? Like, what did he Just, that's what I'm asking. Advice from. That's what I'm asking. Like, why are you Jeff doing Brown was the reason, not you. Charlie Jones was the reason, not you. Come on now. Freaking you know, Charlie like, Jones. Yeah, freaking Charlie Jones and got the quarterback gassed up. He said, Charlie, or it could be he knows he don't have Charlie for the ball game. So he's like, man, I'm not going in there without my guy, Charlie. That's Charlie Jones. Oh man, and I guess Brom won't be there. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's his coach, but you know, thirty-four hundred and ninety yards this year, twenty-two touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, with a QBR seventy-one point four. My man, look, there's probably a few reasons why you chose not to play in this game. You don't, you don't have your play caller, you don't have your coach, so you're worried about looking bad against LSU. So, but man, he put out a post and everything like he was a top five quarterback prospect with like first, second round grade left. That branding and marketing team he probably got crazy. Yo, you know, uh, did you see Drew Brees as an assistant coach? Where at? at Purdue? Wow. Yeah, he's oh, an interim man. assistant coach at Purdue, man. Well, he runs that thing. I'm sure he uh He'll be a great coach, honestly. Yeah. he. Uh, as soon as uh, Jeff Brom left and went to Louisville, he stepped in. They said he's been participating in practices for a week or so. They finally I mean, gave who wouldn't him. want Drew Brees, you know? Heck yeah. Hey, if yeah. I was a young quarterback, I would love, like, please let Drew Brees set up this game plan. Please. Because we'll win. <laughs> If they catch you, if Drew Brees sets up a game plan to beat Brian Kelly. I mean, we know we know how Brian does, so that that would be hilarious, bro. That would be hilarious. No petty here, but shout out to uh, the Chronic. Thirty years ago, it dropped today. Wow, one of the top five classic hip hop. Albums of all time. I, without a doubt, NWA broke the mold and kind of bust through for the West Coast, but the Chronic elevated the West Coast. I do because I already know you had to be like what two? Yeah, it, it, the insignificant, insignificant age, <laughs> right? Yeah, when it dropped, I was a teen. So, I, 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 man, I definitely remember where I was, the vibe that was going around. 
I was like, yo, this album is amazing. Yeah. So shout out to the chronic Dr. Dre. Oh man. Well left. The new president, man, might put a damper on that 10 mil for Lil Left, bro. Sure, we'll see. He may not stick around long if he if he don't do the right steps. So see how it goes. Yo, follow us on YouTube as always, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, CFB Nation. Set up the automatic download. Leave five stars. We greatly appreciate it. Lucky Lefty Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And also, Lucky Lefty Podcast, our YouTube page. Smash the like button. Hit the notification bell. Every time we go live, you'll know. And you'll get the little ring. Lucky Lefty's on the way. We appreciate you. So, great show today. We talked about Tyler Buckner tied up the loose ends with his approach to the Gator Bowl. Tommy Reese as well. We talked about Peyton Bourne, what's going on with him. Respecting Marcus Freeman and his staff putting a bow on the 23 class as National Signing Day approaches. And then we gave you a little extra on the end, a little cherry on top of the Sunday to make sure that it went down easy for you and you enjoyed it. That's what we do. We we give you the great content surrounding college football and Notre Dame. Have a great Thursday. But most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it different. different. We'll holler. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.